On today's show, where do you start when it comes to making a marketing plan for your business? That's what Thomasina asks us, and since Clay and I both have extensive marketing backgrounds, we end up having a lot to say about it. If you're not sure where to start when it comes to your marketing, then this episode is for you. This is Freelance to Founder. Here we go. I'm Preston. And I'm Clay. And this is Freelance to Founder. You're listening to a Q&A episode where listeners like you from around the world write in to ask us questions about freelancing or building an agency. We've each built multiple six or seven figure businesses. On this show, we're changing the lives of everyday freelancers just like you. Discovering this podcast a few months ago really like changed the trajectory of my journey. Really, really valuable stuff. I've made a ton of notes and I plan to put this stuff into action immediately. Discovering that I'm a founder instead of a freelancer has been amazing for me. If you're ready to push past hourly rates and build a business that sets you free, then you've got to join us. Just submit your question at freelance2founder.com slash ask and we'll do our best to answer it. And we'll be right back with today's question right after this. We get people coming on the show all the time, and here's what they say. I know you guys preach the importance of hiring, but where do I even start in order to hire the right person? Well, here's your answer. Start with LinkedIn Jobs. I've used LinkedIn to hire members of my team, and here's why you should too. First of all, it's super fast. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Imagine this time tomorrow, you could be interviewing your next team member. Plus, LinkedIn isn't just a job board, it helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Over 70% of active LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not hiring on LinkedIn, you're really missing out. My favorite part, posting a job on LinkedIn is completely free. Like I said, I've done it myself and it took like 10 minutes. It didn't cost me a thing. And suddenly I had tons of qualified applicants to pick from. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome back to another Q&A episode of Freelance to Founder. As you know, we do these Q&A episodes on Tuesdays. And then this Thursday and most Thursdays, we have a coaching call with a freelancer like you. If you'd like to come on the show, visit freelance2founder.com and scroll to the bottom of the page. We'd love to have you join us. And if you just have one simple question to ask, we'd love to have you submit a question at freelance2founder.com slash ask. I'm Preston Lee with Milo.co and joining me on the air today is my good friend Clay Mosley from getdripify.com. Hey, Clay. Yeah, what's up, man? Um, not a lot, not a lot. We, um, it's no secret. We batch record these. Uh, so we're just cranking out a few shorts, ah, yeah. shorts not shorts. They're called Q and a episodes is what we're calling them now. I'm um, trying to come up with a create more creative ways to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should, I should just play along and be like, Oh, you know, it's sunny today. Beautiful <laughs> weather out here. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's nice to chat with you again after a 30 second break <laughs> the last <laughs> last Q&A we did. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm butchering this intro. Let's go to the questions. So we've got a question today from uh Thomasina, and I thought that uh we would especially enjoy this one given our backgrounds. You'll see what I mean here. So uh Thomasina asks, is there a template that you know of or somewhere that helps with creating a marketing plan online? She wants to pin down uh, uh, the look and feel of her brand and build a marketing plan. So Thomasina is, I I wasn't able to see what kind of freelancer she is, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what kind of work she does. But I think, you know, the answer, 
I think could probably work for most kinds of freelancers. So the question is like, how do I build a marketing plan? Where can I create a marketing plan online? Or how do I get started with a marketing plan? Which I think is a really smart question. A lot of people are just like sort of flail their arms around and go like, should I be on TikTok? Should I, should I do SEO? Should I pay for ads? She's saying like, Oh, where do I actually make a plan? Do you have any suggestions for her? (laughs) Uh, yeah, (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm laughing because (laughs) there's, there's, I can go on off on a, on a, uh, a tangent here. I, the short answer is yes. There's tons of marketing plans out there. Now, the question is, is like, is it worth a crap? Um, Mm. In my opinion, 99% of them are not. (laughs) Now, you know, there's tons of people that will debate with me, of course, uh, which is fine. Um, I have my opinion uh, and a decade of experience in selling two different agencies. So you could take that for what it's worth. Um. Yeah, there, you need to have a plan. I there's there's um the way I do it, and it, I haven't seen this out there. Is just kind of a thirty thousand foot view. Is you need to do marketing in five different phases, and phase one is, and I'll just kind of give a quick rundown. Phase one is foundations, like it's all the things you need to do that set you up for success. So it's things like. You got to lock in your branding. You got to lock in your offers, right? Like you got to you got to get the most fundamental things right. Um, number two is what I call sales, like a sales sprint. Um, it's not really part of marketing, but it's just if I had to sum it up, but like it's a way for you to patch a leaky bucket, so to speak. So you can do yeah. all the kind all kinds of marketing in the world that could work, but if you have holes in your system. Where, what like when someone hops on as a new client, but then they're not really happy after X amount of time, like that's what I call a leaky bucket. You know, you got to patch those holes, that's make sure so you smart. actually yeah. retain clients and things like that. So like that's that's where, and also sales, like a sales sprint. It's like trying to identify these really quick ways, like really easy, quick ways that you can find new clients versus doing a big ad campaign. Like, cause I see that all the time. People like, they say, I need to get new clients. And then the first thing they go, I need to hire somebody for Facebook ads or Google ads. And I'm like, there are other ways you can get new clients that doesn't involve, it's not that involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so just real quick, number three is what, what I call, I call it an autopilot system. It's essentially a really, really fancy nurturing system. Uh, system like marketing system where it creates urgency but also like scarcity and um, nurtures your prospects and it if you do it right it's automated um and i won't go into detail there but like that is super crucial for you to have because so many people in they focus on getting leads getting new clients but what they don't realize is that 97% of like your target audience, they're not in a buying mode right now. They're not. And so people try to go after the 3% who are in a buying mode. But the problem is, is that so is everybody else. And so what about the other 97%? If you can figure out how to capture their information and nurture them for like six months to a year on autopilot, like you're going to, you're going to get them, get their business eventually. 
And so like that's super crucial that 90, in my opinion, 99% of businesses don't have in place. Yeah. And I then like when- though the other day you, you shared this post about, uh, about like, don't wait till the end of that six or 12 months to make your offering known because there is going to be that yep. percentage of people, right. Who, who, who do just, are they're ready to purchase. But I think what I love about what you're saying is like, yes, talk to those people in a smart way so they can purchase if they're ready, but also talk to them in a way where if they're not ready, you can nurture that relationship for three, six, 12 months, depending on your business model. Yeah. I'm a big fan of making the offer right up front because you, again, if they're the 3% of people, great, they're going to take action. Um, Even outside of those three, that 3%, that other 97%, even though they're not actively looking if you do your marketing in a way and you make the offer up front, some of those people are still going to buy. And what I like about it is, is like if you capture their information in the right way, they download some sort of lead magnet or a webinar or something, their excitement is at its highest level, right? And so yeah. like every marketer out there will say, you know, capture the lead and then nurture them for like a week or two weeks or whatever, and then make your pitch at the end. I'm like, no, because the excitement is like at its lowest. So make the pitch at the front. And if they don't buy it, that's okay. Then you start nurturing them, right? And then yeah, you do this I, over and over and over again. And and what you've, what you've talked about a lot in marketing, and I subscribe to this as well, is the idea of that, that sales quite often happen due to emotion, right? And so what I'm hearing oh, here yeah. is there's, two different kinds of emotion there's there's like excitement and the thrill like maybe they first discover you or your product and they're just like i gotta have this problem solved they look Mm -hmm. like the perfect person to do it i'm gonna hire them boom you've got a sale so there's excitement and energy that's sort of one emotion but then people who don't have that emotion who aren't super excited or super energetic about it who don't want to pull the trigger right now you have to find another way to build an emotion up and I think I think that emotion is like confidence, trust, uh, um, security, and so like that happens over time. So as mm-hmm. you send them things via email or post on social or whatever, you're building up this relationship over time. And then one day when they are ready to purchase, they don't need that thrill. They need like someone to help them, someone they trust, someone they can have confidence mm-hmm. in. And then mm-hmm. they turn to you because you've been building that relationship. Yeah, exactly. And and a lot of people think that social media fits in this category and it in my opinion does not. Hmm, interesting. It does not because social media is you're trying to gain trust in like 60 seconds or less. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh it's nearly impossible to do and social media is meant to just gain somebody's curiosity and then you gain the emotional string right after that hmm. uh, which is done through like email marketing or or text message marketing mostly email um, and long form video that's how you do that um, but social media is not in it's not in the autopilot system like that's not the phase that it's in oh, interesting. so okay. yeah so the phase three is almost all email. Um, there's some other things involved, but it's almost all email. Um, and then there's four and five number four phase four is lead generation. So that's like running ad campaigns to just obtain a lead. And number five is your evergreen systems. And really that's social media and SEO. 
Mm-hmm. Um, evergreen is like you do the work. It takes a long time to get benefit. But man, once you get benefit, it stacks and it's evergreen, right? Um, the issue is, is that people do it backwards. They, they like even even agencies and marketers, they focus on phases four and five when phases one through three are completely ignored. So that's my marketing plan, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, you can go and Google marketing plans out there and you're going to find some like, I don't know, something from a university that you have to yeah. turn in that's like 50 pages long. <laughs> I think that's, that would be my advice is like steer clear of a 20 page marketing plan, you don't, you don't need that. Like I, so I went to school for marketing. I've been through the classes Clay's talking about and and yeah, it's like page one or like more like page one through five, your target audience and you build these avatars and you, it's like so analysis. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) All, all of that. Right. And it's just like, it's so complicated. And I think um, while some of that can be helpful if you're really unclear on who your audience is or, or you know, what your strengths and weaknesses are or what you offer your client, I think in most cases, people have a pretty good idea of that. And, um, and if they don't, that should be done in, you know, 15 minutes, not like two hours filling out all these worksheets and things. For me, a marketing plan should be one page, maybe two. Um, yep. And something you can reference and and just say like, how am I doing generally on, you know, these few things I, for me, especially if you're doing your own marketing as a freelancer, if you're not like handing this off to someone else to execute on, you have to execute on it yourself. It has to be simple. And I've said on this show before, it has to be like where the, the three things converge, right? What you're good at, what brings results and what you enjoy. And, um, if, if you can't, find a convergence between those three things, your marketing is not going to work anyway. And so for me, it's all about keeping it simple. And I love the phases that you brought up. I feel like that's a way a way more advanced tactic. So like you, you could go, I'm maybe oversimplifying or you could go with an advanced five phase tactic, but um, mm-hmm. depending on where your but- business is at, right? Because I think if you're like brand new to freelancing, I think just like throw some stuff against the wall and see what sticks in terms of marketing. Um, and then once once those initial like referrals and and first few clients kind of start to dry up, then you have to sit down and go, okay, what am I going to do to gather leads, nurture leads, um, run stuff on autopilot? Like, what am I actually going to do to continue mm-hmm. to market to my potential audience? Yeah, for the longest time, my my marketing plan was a spreadsheet. Yeah, to be quite honest, like if you want to talk about simple, all I did was have I had like eight to 10 different strategies slash tactics. And I just kept track of how many leads came from each one, how many of those leads turned into prospects, how many prospects turned into clients and how much revenue came from each one. And that's what I did. (laughs) And then I, I would shift focus according to what's working better. Yeah. I, (laughs) that's my, that was my marketing plan. I mean, I, I work professionally as a marketer, like nine to five job, corporate setting. And that's what we did. It was, yeah. it was basically like a glorified to-do list. We'd sit in a room, we'd brainstorm all these ideas. We'd, from that, we'd pick out the best ideas. From that, I'd convert it essentially to a fancy to-do list. And then I'd just knock them out. Boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom, boom. Some of them were date specific. Some just, I had to go collaborate with someone or something. 
and you just would knock them out. And then once your marketing plan is checked off, you either create a new one for the next product or for the next phase of your work or for a new target audience or something, or you just erase the check marks and start over to get more clients. Like I, I just think we sometimes overcomplicate it. Um, for sure. You know, particularly like you said, universities who you have to devote, you know, three weeks of your course to the marketing plan. It's like, I think, is it really, I think it's an really excuse. For, I think it's an excuse for them to like give the students yeah. something to do all semester. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I have, I have never once in my life made as complicated a marketing plan as I had to in school. Like no one in the real world makes them like you make them in school because in the real world, you like the planning is not the thing. The executing is the thing. Yeah. I can only think of one example is if you need to get a business loan. <laughs> Yeah, because bankers, for whatever freaking reason, they want a they want university style business plan. But I would say that's more for a business plan than a marketing plan, right? Um, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But they want to they want a marketing plan inside the business inside plan. of it. It's yeah. true. Yeah, absolutely true. But for just for like executing within your own business, a simple one or two page business plan, it can have these phases. Clay's gone through. You just have like some simple bullet point tasks that you carry out and then it can get more, you can add more and it can get more complicated as you go. But don't, don't like, don't like not market and not promote yourself because you don't have a plan yet. Right. Keep it simple and then get to the executing and tracking. I think for me, that's the the key part too, is like what's working of all this plan that I made up, maybe only 10% of it works. Well, I'm going to scratch the rest and then I'm going to really lean into this 10% and make more plans based on, on those, on that 10%. So hopefully, I don't know, hopefully that's helpful. Anything last to add there, Clay? That's about it. Okay. Thomasina, I know you asked for a template, uh, or, or somewhere to make a marketing plan online. Our recommendation is use Google docs, Google sheets, whatever you like to use and just, uh, make, keep it simple for now and then add to it as you go. So hopefully that's helpful. I've been Preston with Milo.co Clay from getdripify.com. Thank you so much, man, for joining today. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of Freelance to Founder, a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Poglomerate. You can find links to my business, Milo, Clay's business, Dripify, and of course, our podcasting partner, the Podglomerate, all in the description of this episode. Remember to call in for your own episode at freelancetofounder.com. A very special thank you to the members of the Milo and Podglomerate teams who work behind the scenes to make this production possible. To stream past episodes, visit freelancetofounder.com or search Freelance to Founder wherever you get your podcasts. And that's it for now. Until next time, see ya. We will see you guys on the next episode of Freelance to Founder.